This is a Courageous Church podcast, equipping and empowering you to live a courageous life. Join us now as we listen to a message from Courageous Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. Today we're going to be picking up in Hebrews chapter 11. So if you guys have your Bibles, feel free, go ahead, open them up, get them out, flip those beautiful pages. Let's hear them now or phones, into chapter 11. If you don't have it, no problem. You can follow along with me. If you need a quick stretch, a quick wiggle, go for it, because we are going to dive into the hall of fame here in Hebrews 11. We're going to literally walk down the history and hall of fame of faith. Okay, faith in action. Let's see it. Hebrews verse 1. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Verse 4, by faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous. When God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, by faith, Noah, when warned about these things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Anyone not know where they're going right now? Well, you're in good company. Verse 9, by faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, as he and as good as dead came descendants as numerous as stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. Kind of like we bless the children today. 
Verse 21, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. Verse 23, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking for his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He preserved because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she was welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time. Do you have any time? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel, and all the prophets. All of these. All of these have walked through the hall of faith. What a walk. What a walk. Let that be said in your life and in my life. Amazing, isn't it, that all these people have put their faith, they have put their hope in trust in the Lord, and they have walked day by day by day the faith walk. So what is faith? Well, we see here in verse 1 of Hebrews, faith shows us the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we can't see. As believers, faith is a deep trust and a confidence in God in his promises, in his holy word, the Bible. It goes beyond just belief, but it encompasses complete reliance on God's character and the assurance of the things that we can't see with our eyes. Biblical definition of faith encompasses trust, assurance, and confidence in God and his everlasting promises. It's a transformational relationship that we each get to have to shape our own lives. And ultimately, we all get to have a deeper connection with God and his purposes for us. Have any of you guys gone out and camped this summer, taken a little trip, maybe with your RV, a couple tents, gone backpacking maybe in the woods? Well, there is this amazing place in Yellowstone called Old Faithful. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you get out and see it. And if you're struggling in your journey of faith, this might be something worth checking out because Old Faithful is faithful. Old Faithful goes off consistently 
over and over again, approximately every 90 minutes. And it hasn't stopped for hundreds of years. This geyser, it shoots out. And people are so excited and have seen it. And it's one of the only geysers that does this so consistently. And because of that, it's become a really popular tourist attraction. Anybody in this room feel like you need a little bit of consistency, like Old Faithful in your faith? Let this be an encouragement to you today. Don't give up in your faith. Don't give up. Now, sometimes he, Old Faithful doesn't go off every 90 seconds, maybe every 120, maybe every 45, but approximately 90 seconds. So sometimes we waver a little bit, right? But with us, God is faithful, and he can help us to be consistent in our faith. Proverbs 3, verse 3 says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor with a, a favor and a good name in the sight of man and God. God gives us each a measure of faith. So when you receive him and you put your trust in him and you put your hope in him, his word literally says he gives us a measure of faith unto each of us that you would have a measure for what God's called you to do specifically for your life, for your calling, for the path and the race that God set before you. God has given you specifically a measure of faith to carry out what he's called for you. Will you embrace that today? Or... Is your faith in your friends? Is your faith in your job? Is your faith in your 401k and your stocks? Is your faith maybe in your spirit guide? Is your faith in your feelings, how you're feeling today or tomorrow? Is your faith in the energy that surrounds you? Or do you say, my faith is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness? Amen. Join me with that today. Building your faith on the one who can sustain it. Galatians 3, verse 26 says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you were baptized in Christ, have put on Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek, nor slave nor free, male or female, you are all one in Christ Jesus. Let's ask some questions today of ourselves. Let's see. We asked already, one, do you put your faith in people? Two, are you speaking fear or are you speaking faith? Your thoughts produce your words. Untruthful thoughts produce false arguments. False arguments produce strongholds, and a stronghold is a tool of the enemy that can disrupt the truth of God in your life and in my life. Your words that come out of your mouth can build up or tear down your faith. Your faith in God is based on what you know and think about God. That's why he says to hide your word in his heart, that he might, you might not sin against him. Are you today and yesterday and tomorrow, are you daily getting into the word? Are you renewing your mind and being transformed by the word of God so your thoughts can be renewed, so that you can speak truth, speak life, and speak faith? Are you saying 
you know what? That's not going to happen. I'm not good at that. I'm not good enough. That's not, that's just not me. You know what? I just give up. I don't have the resources to do that. Or are you saying, with God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. He owns the cattle on the hill. He has all the resources. And I am a daughter. I am a son of the King of Kings. In this church, we have faith for miracles. We will see victories. We will see courageous restoration, provision, healings, and miracles for myself, for my family, and for you and yours. Amen? Amen. I believe it. I think it. I speak it. And by faith, I declare it. Number three, what are you guys focusing on? Is your lens full of faith? Is your lens full of faith? When we focus on faithfulness, our vision gets bigger. But sometimes when we focus on other things, our vision changes, and we can't have faith because we're focusing on the negative. We're, we're hearing those strongholds, those thoughts that blind us to the plans and the purposes of God, and we can't see faith. We can't share faith, and we can't move forward because we're stuck. Anybody feel stuck? We all have moments. Think of, think of different people in the Bible who've had, had moments where they've been stuck. Can you guys think of a disciple walking on the water? He's doing great. He's walking with Jesus, and all of a sudden, he started losing faith and started sinking. And you know what? God was there. He was with him. But when we put on the vision, glasses of vision, a bigger vision of faith, Guess what? Our vision is enlarged. We can see big things. We get excited. There's greatness in our future. And lo and behold, things start clicking into place because we walk by faith and not by sight. We see the things that God has for us by his hand and his provision and his mercy. Number four, who are you surrounding yourself with? They're saying that the five people that you surround yourself with are the people that you're going to become like. Now, we all need to love on everyone, right? We can all encourage, bless, lift up others that God puts into our life. But there are specific people that you're putting your time, energy, your talents into consistently, and you're, you're in their circle, shall we say, those are the people that you're going to become like. So can I encourage you today, get around some other Bible Christian believers that have faith in their hearts, that believe in the Word of God, that can encourage you, that can challenge you to grow in your faith. Number five, is faith an action word in your life? So one of the things about faith, guys, is guess what? It's not just something we talk about or think about. It is something that we do. It's something we do. So think of all of those people in the hall of faith we just talked about. Abraham, he didn't know where he was going. Did he just say, oh, I trust you, God. I believe you, Lord. Yes, I will go there. And then sit down. No, he had to take the first step. He had to go out into the wilderness, not knowing where to go, but he trusted. He had faith in God. Think about the Israelites leaving Pharaoh's kingdom. 
They turned and they walked away. They didn't know where they were going and they had to go and cross the Red Sea. It's an action word. If you want to see God act in your life, you can't sit. You have to stand. You have to take the next step and the next step and the next step because we walk by faith, not by, not by sight. Step out, okay? Pick up your mat that you're sitting on. Get up and walk. God wants to heal you. He wants to see you have freedom and breakthrough in your life. Some of you need to get so uncomfortable on the mat that you're stuck on and you're sitting on that you need to get up and move to see victory. Amen? James 2.17 says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, guess what, guys? It's dead. It's a nice word, but it's not going to happen. So we have to act it out. Matthew 17, 20. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. Do you guys see these up here? Later, if you want to get one, you can have one. These are mustard seeds. You can't even see them because they're so small. The word says, if you have faith as small as this little teeny mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. Nothing will be impossible for you. What is the thing in your life that you want to see God move on your behalf? Is it a relationship? Is it a friendship? Is it a financial need? Is it a healing, a miracle you need in your life? If you have the faith of a mustard seed, just the size of a mustard seed, God can help that mountain be moved in your life. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, these mustard seeds are the smallest seeds you can actually find, yet they grow into a large, robust tree. And they seemingly seem pretty insignificant, but this mighty tree produces something great and grand. It has the, the power to transform, and so do you. But like a mustard seed, you guys, we have to nurture it. We have to give it nourishment and care for it to, to grow. And just like that, we have to nurture the faith in our lives so that it can grow through prayer, through reading the Bible, through studying God's word, and through being in fellowship with each other. So let me encourage you in that today. When we create an environment that fosters faith, it can come, become a resilient force in all of our lives. If you can be faithful, you're going to be fruitful. Okay? So if you're just going to say the word but not act it out, and you're not going to be fruitful. Anybody know a lot of people that don't have fruit in their life? They're always lacking. They're always having issues. Maybe they need some faith. Maybe you can share some faith with them today. This moment that we live in right now, we are currently getting ready to see some of the greatest faith stories ever told. You and I are living in Bible times. The book of the Bible has so many prophecies of things to come, things that are going to happen. But guess what? That's now. Those things are happening now. So let me invite you. Do you want to write your name in the hall of faith? Do you want God to walk you down the hall of faith and say, this is when you believed me for this. This is when you stepped out in faith and this happened. 
In closing, I want to say that Jesus, our Father, He is faithful. Let's reflect on His faithfulness. Hebrews 11.11 speaks of Sarah's faith in God, promising, highlighting that He who is faithful promises us. And in 1 John 1.9, it says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins, and he will purify us from all unrighteousness. Throughout our Bible, we see God's faithfulness again and again and again and again from the very first covenant we learned about a few weeks ago to the salvation of Christ. God's faithfulness, it endures forever and ever and ever and ever, and ever. I don't think you get it. His faithfulness, it endures forever. It doesn't end. It keeps going. Great is his faithfulness. Thank you, Jesus. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this, that he who has begun a good work in you, he will carry it on to completion until that day in Christ Jesus. And Hebrews 12.2 says, fixing my eyes, your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of a faith, otherwise said as the author and the finisher of your faith. Who wants Jesus to be the finisher of their faith? I know I do. Can you just stop for a moment and think of a time that God has been faithful to you? I want you to think whether it's once, maybe it's twice, great is his faithfulness in your life. And he, his word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And sometimes we have to stop and pause and we have to think about what God has already done in our lives, his faithfulness to take him from point A to point B so that we can get to point C because sometimes we forget, sometimes we get overwhelmed. So God, we say today, great is your faithfulness. Today, if you want to measure a faith, if you want to ask God to help you in your faith walk, I want to invite you to come, to stand, to come up, just as an act of saying yes to God, just to say, yes, God, I want you to stir up a gift in me in faith. I want you to enlarge my capacity, increase my tents for your faith, God, for what you want to do in this next season in my life. Come now. If that's you, just come. Just come on down and say, God, yes. I know you have plans for me. I know you have purposes for me, whether it's in my business, whether it's in my finances, whether it's in my family, whether it's in my job. I have faith, God. Not my will, but your good, your perfect, your pleasing will. I want your plans, God. And I believe and I know and I trust in you today. So God, as they come today to lift up the name of Jesus and to call upon you for faith, God, I ask that you would grant them, God, faith an extra measure, God, an extra portion of faith for what you've called him to, God. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you for your heavenly power, God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. You see each and every one of us here today, God. You know the thoughts that you think towards us, God. You know the plans that you have for us, God. And so we declare your fullness in Jesus' name.
and that the gates of hell will not prevail against your church, against your people. God, because there is a faith arising, there is a faith stirring in hearts and minds, God, for what is coming in the next days, God, that you would bring alive your people, God, so they would be able to call out your name and walk out the territory that you called them to. God, but we need your hand and we need your gift of faith. So we give thanks. If you would just lift your hands and give him thanks today for the gift of faith. By faith, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the gift of faith in our life, God. We praise your name, God. We lift up the name of Jesus above all names. And we thank you, God, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord Jesus. So today, God, we walk by faith, not by sight, God, and we declare you faithful over all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 So we just ask, God, today that you would be with your people, God, as they go out. God, that you would bless each and every one of their hearts and their minds, God, that you would send them to where you have them go, that you would surround them on every side, Lord, with the right people, influencers, God, for your kingdom. God, that you would remove the wrong people from their lives. Let them be blessed by you today in their coming and in their going and strengthen them today in their faith so they can be a blessing for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today. If you were blessed and you want to be a part of what God is doing through Courageous Church, including ways that you can give, visit us online at courageouschurch.com.